How was your week? Man, my week's been nice. Well, we had the launch of the podcast, so that's been exciting and more work than I really anticipated. It really has been a lot of work. I hope we can keep this going. <laughs> like, <laughs> I ain't got time for this. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I uh, you know I play those uh, fantasy football stuff, and so uh, I do that one day FanDuel leagues. You know, basically gambling. But uh, <gasps> I'm telling. Hey, but I won like 120 bucks this week, so I'm like pumped. That is awesome. So I took I took uh, 70 dollars out, which. Like I'll play and I'll put ten dollars in. It'll last me like a month of you know doing daily fantasy stuff. And so I took seventy dollars out. So that's pretty much pays back everything that I put into it. So what's your wife think of you doing? doing she it? likes it. She always. I mean, she. We've always had league long fantasy teams. You know, we we put money on that. Pay like twenty five bucks for a season, and we do pretty good. My wife only cares if I as long as I have Aaron Rodgers. On our team, then, <laughs> I mean, she don't care about anybody else. So, first pick is always Aaron Rodgers in our draft. Are you going to get a picture of or a tattoo of Aaron Rodgers on your arm for her? I really hope not. <laughs> I mean, it's tempting. You know, Aaron Rodgers is a stud. So, oh, we'll see. We'll see. This We lost this week, so kind of, uh, kind of down about that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, so want some money? That's good. Launch of a podcast? That's great too. Very hectic, but great. Finally, yeah. kind of relieved that it's going now. Right. So now we kind of have to make sure we keep doing recordings. Stay on top of the ball. Andrew and I have been uh, putting it off once in a while. We have. School and work. and Like last week was hectic crazy for me in school. Call of Duty just came out, so oh yeah, uh, oops, <laughs> kind of uh, busy on that. I kind of neglected some of my uh, duties, podcast duties. You said duty <laughs> <laughs> twice. We want to give a shout out to a real life podcast. They uh, had us on their show last week. If you guys haven't heard of the Real Life Podcast, go over there, check them out, uh, subscribe to them, listen to a few others. You may want to skip the first few. <laughs> kind of like good. our podcast in Flow Start, but right. uh, they're hitting their stride now. They're just four guys, usually, unless... Talking about real life. Unless uh, somebody just doesn't want to show up, then there's three guys, and they just they just talk about what's going on in their life, try to bring some humor to their situations, and uh, they're great friends of ours, so check them out, subscribe, rate, and review their podcast, but also... Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Uh, we would love it. One, it helps people find us. So give us a you know nice little five-star rating. Even if you're lying, we'll get better. We'll get to five stars. And then uh, review it and let us know uh, what we uh, need to do different or what would make it a better experience for you. That would be amazing. And since we know that you listened to all three podcasts last week. <laughs> yes, all, you, you binged podcasts. Right. Let us know what's changed, uh, where to improve everything. We're new at this, all right? So don't hate just yet. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. Right. Give us a few more weeks, and then you can legitimately We hate. started this podcast as really a Bible book study, and it turned into let's record it. So we're kind of figuring out the recording part of it. Plus, we had to build a website and all that stuff that goes into just trying to get your thing on on iTunes. 
How is that website coming along, Dusty? Uh, it's it's on now. Oh. So, I mean, as to the final hour before I finally, I mean, I'll probably keep adding to it. We got a, I have a t-shirt company uh, that I run and. And uh, we got a line of bad Christian tees, so we'll uh, we'll get them out there, uh, so you guys can check them out and uh, buy them and uh, support our show that way. That would be great. So does that mean we're getting sponsored now? Almost, almost <laughs> sponsorship. Maybe we can get a FanDuel sponsorship if I just keep winning, and I can just you know get on a commercial and. <laughs> there we go. We'll take that. Sponsored by FanDuel Christian Podcast. Sponsoring, sponsored by a gambling website. They need some better publicity after that big story came out about the their employee winning. So. Well, yeah, the uh, insider information, like they'd go to draft, FanDuel people go to DraftKings and play, and DraftKings go to FanDuel. Exactly. And, and, I mean, there is a tendency, the possibility that it will be all be shut down soon. So hopefully. Exactly. So what better publicity than to... Um, Sponsor a Christian podcast. There we go. We should call somebody. Gotcha. I, uh, yeah, I, you can get all over that. I was going to say I would, and then I just thought about my upcoming weeks. Oh, you got this. I got oh. finals coming up. Sorry. Oh, that's lame. I know. Trust me. Speaking of the upcoming weeks, we're going to try and have some uh, guests on. They are uh, kind of like you want to film me. What? <laughs> so. So we're trying to explain this is a podcast, this Wait. is a legit thing. <laughs> and since when did we start filming? I don't know. We could be periscoping or something. We could or that live Facebook thing. Yeah, something. I mean that's just that's just one more thing, Andrew. We don't need to do it. So, okay, so we want to record you your vocals. There we go. Just your voice. So but we're gonna try and have some other guests on here. Uh, try and have the real life guys come over. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, they had us, so let's have them on our show. Well, this week we are talking about pagan Christianity. We are in chapter three of pagan Christianity. We're talking about the Sunday morning worship service encounter experience, whatever your church calls it. We're looking, we're looking at the uh, structure of it and how it's all the same, <laughs> and, right. and how it how it's kind of evolved over the years to be what it is today right i don't know how many churches i've gone to but you know you always start out with music you have a prayer you do tithe and offering you have more music you may pray again and then the pastor comes out and then when he's done talking somebody usually comes out may have another worship song why is it the same everywhere or we might like we'll flip the offering to the beginning you know right but for the most part, it's the same. It is. So, so anyway, we're going to get into that, dive into that topic today. So uh, we're going to play a little funky groove, and then we'll get started. Steve, we already talked about kind of how every church in America does their order of worship already. The, the meetings of the early church, they were kind of marked by every member functioning uh, spont- spontaneously. They had the freedom to participate whenever they wanted to. It was very vibrant, open participatory. It wasn't, it was a fluid gathering, not just a static ritual. Right. Where today, church, you kind of 
go in and once you sit down in the auditorium or the sanctuary or the whatever you want to call it, um, you're basically facing forward. You have a, a limited um, participation in, right. in the service, and it's usually joining somebody else who's leading it. Well, the uh, the verse First uh, Corinthians fourteen twenty six. It First um, Corinthians fourteen. A lot of it talks about like when you worship together, and there's a big section on the tongues, and, and we'll get to that at some point. Um, but 26, it talks about what shall we say then, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. And when I read that verse now, what I see is that each of us should do this thing. Right. And like farther farther down, it talks about on verse 29, two or three prophets should speak and others should weigh carefully on what is being said. And so what I feel like I'm I'm reading here is that the way to worship is we're all together. We're all bringing our gifts. We're all bringing what the Lord has told us this week. And and with this these churches, they didn't meet just once a week. You know, it was more of a fluid throughout the week, yeah. multiple times, right? You're and right. so so we're like, man, the Lord showed me this today, or the Lord did this for me today, and it was everybody kind of edifying. The, the church and what God is doing and then but not like hey brother will you bring a word next week will you preach the sermon next week it wasn't that kind of thing it was hey is anybody right it was spontaneous is that the definition of spontaneous yes. no, um uh but yeah so and then I, I really liked where it said the prophets should speak and then we should wait carefully on it so there's right. almost like there's a discussion you don't take it for granted yeah, there's almost like a discussion at, right at the same time. Like right. they speak and then they dis- there's a discussion. Could you imagine that? The preacher up on stage <laughs> giving a sermon and we're like, wait, 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 wait. Could they have meant this? Yeah, I think you're twisting that verse a little bit. Pastor. Yeah, because back here in this verse it says, you know, that I think you'd get kicked out quicker than a youth pastor dating a student. Oh my gosh. Are you going to say that like every episode or are we just uh... – We'll I'm just going to have to try to start <laughs> editing these podcasts myself so I can remove that. We're statement. going to have to find out. Yeah. Anyways, so, what we're trying to do here today is we're, we're trying to find out where did the Protestant order of worship come from. And early on in this chapter, we read, it's actually on page 51 if you're following along with us, that the order of worship has its basic roots in the medieval Catholic Mass. And so that's kind of what we're talking about today, and that's where we want to kick this talk off about. And and we're kind of skipping the boring parts of it. I mean, I say boring. I highlighted stuff on every page here. So did I. But there was – it just – it talks about how, okay, so you had the the Catholic mass set up in their order of worship, and then uh, Luther would – Luther came by and uh, didn't agree with some of the things the way that the mass was going. And so he came in and he made – um, different changes, not back to the Acts model, but just changes in the, um, which is now the Lutheran kind of model. Right, and just kind of to tweak it to fit his own mold or his own flow of things. Right, and so one of the things he did is he performed the Mass in a language that the people understood rather than in Latin. Um, he, he gave the sermon, as he made the sermon the central piece of the meeting. Um, he introduced the congregation singing. Um, 
and he allowed the congregation to partake in the bread in the cup rather than just the priest um, being able to take the communion. Um, well, break the thing. bread. Break the bread, yeah. Because the, the Catholic Mass, the priest would break it, and then you would kneel at the altar, and then they would, the priest would give it to you. Right, and, and I mean, Luther talks much about the priesthood of the believers, you know, where God is, we're now all priests in his sight, and we all have access to, to Christ, but he never actually abandoned the ordained clergy aspect of the, the Catholic Church. Right. And so you you have so then you just kind of kind of gives us a little thing of how now how the service looks with Luther and then um, see we jump over to Calvin and uh, he made a few adjustments. One was the collection of money being after the sermon and kind of tip the pastor when he uh, uh, does a good job. Right. <laughs> uh, good. All right, you did okay this week, so yeah. I'll give you a little more than I did last week or. Sorry, you stepped on my toes too much. I think that's kind of probably why we do it at the beginning of the service. Right. So it's more of a you never know what you're going to get kind of kind of given. It's really uh, now how popular is God. But now it's not even that. Now it's like you can set up auto payment and you can set up uh, online giving. You can there's many types of ways you can give. Well, that's so you can say you're a good good Christian. You're tithing. And we'll talk about auto you know tithing and stuff. I. I just I have a chapters. question. I know that you're waiting for that one. Yep, it's one. Chapter 8. But there's you know, just a short little thing I could throw out there right now. But auto-paying, is that really – like do you – is that really sacrificial giving? You know, we'll if talk you don't about even that in Chapter that, 8. If you don't even see it coming out of your bank account, I mean that that's really not what the tithe is meant. I don't think so, you know. Like that's just – come on. Come yeah, on. Well. well, they say, come on, man. They say that on – Football. They say uh, a lot of things. Come on, man. Can you say this dude's name? Zwingli or Z- I actually skipped that part and went straight to Calvin because I yeah. didn't say his name. <laughs> exactly. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I like how you skipped Zwingli. <laughs> He's actually the one who kind of started the Reformation, the change in the Lord's Supper. Because right. Because before, you know, uh, he he changed it to be it being taken four times a year. Rather than, or being quarterly, rather than every week. And um, so he kind of started that change, and Calvin just took it a little bit further. Right, and then so then we jump over to the Puritan um, Reformation, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, The thing I liked most about them is they kind of, they saw that God's primary means of speaking to his people was in this service that they were in. And so... They actually punished church members who uh, didn't come on a Sunday morning. So um, if they failed to show up on Sunday morning, they were either fined or put in the stocks. This dude's my role model. <laughs> I like him. But but it's like, oh my gosh, just think if you were like were sick one Sunday or something, you know? They're like, oh, we're gonna fine you. And it's basically we didn't get your tithes Sunday, so we're gonna get it now <laughs> through a fine. That's right. And then we're going to humiliate you and put you in stocks. Right. Which now, I mean, what happens if we're not there? Somebody, sometimes a pastor, maybe an elder, or just somebody's going to send you a text. Hey, I miss you today. Where were you? Right. Well, that's not public humility, but it, you do get kind of like. You uh, get embarrassed. Yeah. Or, like, uh, I kind of come up with an excuse now to make it 
to where they understand right. why I wasn't there, not just because I was hungover last night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or I just didn't want to be there. Or I just didn't want to be there. Or fo- right. I mean, the football game, you know, I had one guy that before we had the first service, second service, like he, if his Chiefs played, and Brad, this is a shout out to you, but if your Chiefs pray, played, then uh, if they played at noon, he wouldn't come uh, to church because he'd missed kickoff. Because the preacher was always more than 45 minutes, you know, and it's just like, oh my gosh. And how'd that work out for you? Brad, your Chiefs are still losing. So a little confession, Dusty. Tuesday mornings, when I was working out regularly, but I always miss Tuesday mornings. <laughs> oh, great. It's because I was watching Monday Night Football and I stayed up too late. Well, so was I, but I still got up at 5. Yeah, I didn't want to. Oh. It was. It's all because of fantasy football, dude. I got to watch it. So. <laughs> You know, I kind of understand Brad you not showing up because the pastor's going to go well. I know what you're going to miss, but it's still the Chiefs, dude. Yeah. Get the Packers. Then then I understand. Moving on. Uh, the next was the really the Methodist contributions, and they, they contributed quite a bit. I mean, they still they still act the same way. I would say Methodist and Pentecostal kind of still flow the same way. I actually, I was listening to it on my audiobook, so I really didn't get to underline it, so I can't find the section where I was talking about it. Oh, isn't that a shame? But I think they're the ones who really started, like, the choirs. and uh, The music was really important. Right. Yeah. Right. And the robes. But um, And then they're also the ones who started pragmatism which you and I both wanted to talk about. Uh, pragmatism is uh, where the justify the end justifies the means. Right, and so it's kind of like a if it's not broke, don't fix it mentality. It's a if it works, let's do it. And what, what it ends up being is a lot of times it ends up we're depending on our own techniques rather than on God. And right. uh, we... We've kind of stray away from, you know, relying on the Holy Spirit as much. We try to plan a good service and then hope that God shows up and does what he does best. Rather than reacting upon God showing up. Right, because... Having a service that reacts upon God. have, Have you ever been in a service, Andrew, where, like, you know, we're singing the songs and you can just feel the Spirit, Lord's just moving today... And uh, the 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 <laughs> the, uh, the preacher wasn't able to preach a sermon because we just stayed in a time of prayer. Have you ever been in one of those kind of services? Yes. And and when they say you know afterwards you talk about man just the spirit was in there today it just you could feel the, the preacher didn't get to preach a sermon. But you know when those services happen the most during a, your yearly revival. How come those services always happen during your revival? What's a revival? I haven't had one of those in a long time. I know, right? <laughs> but no, but, but what I'm saying is like a lot of times people, like, man, the spirit was really flowing today. But shouldn't that be how it always is? The spirit that is flowing? how it should always be, yes. And uh, so we kind of lose that because we kind of make a program. And I, and I think God blesses our work and, and he blesses those things. But And he does show up in those times. But I, th- I think he shows up when we allow him to show up. Right. 
I mean, it, sometimes I think he shows up even when we don't want him to. You know. Yeah, like, but we ignore him at that point. I know, it's like, I no, mean, God, it's not your time yet. Just get back in your box. Some of the worst sermons I've preached are some of the best results of when it comes to life change. And it's because I either, one, didn't prepare well enough, <laughs> or and so I needed God, or two, I knew that I needed God, you know, because, you know, I just am not confident speaking or whatever. And uh, those are the times that, I mean, people say, man, that was just a great word. I just heard from the Lord today, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I... That was a 15-minute sermon I just gave. <laughs> Let me tell you, with all your monologues, I would never know you're not confident with speaking. I know, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm more confident now than when I was um, back when I was a pastor. But back when? Because to me, like, I've, I've really realized that it's not me. You know, like There's no amount of work that I can do to make it better. If God doesn't show up, it doesn't matter. And so I can just be real. I don't have to come up with the perfect taglines and I can just talk about my experience what God's been teaching me. It doesn't, I don't have to like, if I stumble in my words, it's not embarrassing anymore, you know? And it still is weird when people are like just staring at you while you talk that I kind of don't like And imagining I'm naked. Doesn't work either. I've never done that. Imagining people naked thing. I've, I've just always been a confident speaker and public speaking is one of my favorite things to do. So and you don't need the Holy Spirit when you <laughs> when you speak, Andrew? <laughs> no, I don't. Usually the times I'm speaking is not in church setting. Oh, there you go. And so I just – anyways, I want to kind of go back to that pragmatism thing. This is one of the things where Dusty and I, we view the same thing differently, uh, which kind of how you know the early church was set up when something was brought up, you – may add another twist to it or you know did they mean it this way so my how I, when i read this how i saw pragmatism is uh, kind of how what everybody says now is we'll do anything short of sin to win those for christ right uh, but even as this if the end justifies the means in my mind maybe this was saying that how they believed is even if you sinned if somebody came to Christ, it was okay. I mean, I don't believe that, but that's kind of what that is saying. The end justifies the means, so you know the end can or the means. Well, and can be anything. And what was started here with the Methodist theology or whatever is the winning converts. So as long as somebody was getting saved, quote unquote saved, then um, it's okay. Then you did a good job, you know. Let's keep doing it until nobody else gets saved, then we'll do something else. But, you know, and I've been on both sides of this because I've been in a church where it just frustrated me to no end. But people would be like, you know, those, uh, if you, you give a terrible sermon or you give a, just a terrible service and somebody comes up to you and goes, as long as just one person heard from the Lord today, it's totally worth it. And I just want to like – I want to slap them. I want to slap that grandma. You know, like I, right. I know – that I mean, that there's some excellence in planning it, you know. Yes. But then now I'm on the other side where the whole freaking service is just a stupid thing and it's a show, you know. And I'm like on the other side of it now, and so then how? So I'm like arguing with myself from ten years ago to where. Sorry, when you said it was a show, it just reminded me of Chuck E. Cheese. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> because you used to go, you eat dinner, and then there were these people who'd get up on stage and perform a show. You want to go to Chuck E. Cheese later? No. I'm, I'm sick of Chuck E. Cheese, too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Go ahead. But it's a show, and, and so now I'm just arguing with myself. I'm like on the other side of the argument now because, you know, now I just I see like golly, how much time and effort is spent on making everything excellent in a one hour service, you know, and that's that's bothering me now because of stuff I've experienced or the relationships that I experience outside of church is more valuable, you know, than the experience of going. Cause I'll go to like the big churches here, like Life Church or Church on the Move. You know, I'll go to them and I'll have a great worship experience. But it doesn't mean life change. I might get convicted of something, put a little band aid on an, an issue that I'm dealing with and I'm hurt in or whatever. But I mean, so you leave and you forget about it by the time you go to bed, you know, or maybe the time you wake up. Then your most of that challenge is gone there's nobody following up with me later you know that i've talked to and expressed my my feelings with i've just bottled it up inside and so i just i don't know i'm kind of i don't know i'm on the other side of the argument now as far as just the the whole show side of it and how maybe we should rely on spirit more that's not not a maybe we definitely (laughs) should and not use it as a cop-out of you know, just one person. Now talking about that old lady who is like, if you just reach one person, we can't really. Be- I mean, yeah, we want to slap her because that's just you, your my reaction. But we kind of talked about this on the phone the other day. With the, she's just using her uh, uh, gift of the spirit, man. <laughs> can't punish somebody for using their gift of the spirit of encouragement. Well, I can't punish them now when I kind of agree with them, but at the same time, like I don't think this is the, really the setting that we should be forcing people to show up to. Right. And talk about it being a show. This was back. I mean, you, you were preaching back before, you know, there were light shows and haze and all this. Yeah. You're kind of an old timer. I <laughs> I am 31. Yeah. You're an old timer. Cause I mean, you're preaching before all that stuff. And now think about how long it takes to perform, to prepare a weekly sermon with all that stuff. Right, if you want to add, especially like a worship service, you want to add the right light cues. You want the movers. Right. You need the the haste. You got to plan all of that out. And yeah, I mean that's and that's one of the things now that like frustrates me is like how much time is spent on that instead of investing in people. Actually, and, you know, and we're investing in a service hoping to reach some people. One person at least. At least one person, then yeah. it's worth it. Right. <laughs> but. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's frustrating. I, I agree. That's kind of what led us to do this study, Dusty. So. Right. And then, so moving on, the next thing, Moody uh, was the guy. Um, he was all about the winning as many converts as possible. Yeah, um, he did the door to, started door-to-door witnessing. Right. The door-to-door is 1874. Um, this is kind of his time time period here. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those you know, type of things where Jesus is going to come back. And so when as many people as possible before he returns, you know, and this is the guy I don't really like. You don't like? No, because he started hymnals. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Just that. speaking of hymnals. Okay. So when we go to the order of worship. Um, 
one of the things I just I, I don't know if you remember this because we grew up in a Baptist church, a Southern Baptist, Southern Baptist, you know, and proud of it, Southern Baptist. Um, and we'd always have the uh, the call, altar call, right? Him, you know, yes. just as I am. Um, but you would just continue singing that song until somebody. Yep, anybody. You couldn't just like not have a response. So we'd be right. like, "All right, Andrew, it's your turn. Go right. repent of something, so we can go." <laughs> yep. like, I'm like, "No, I took it. I took it Wednesday night. It's somebody else's yeah. turn." Andrew, you're more believable. <laughs> you, you go. If I go, they're gonna know. I'm just joking. I know. I mean, it's, I'm a perfect kid. It was kind of like a Catholicism where we had to go to, uh, you know, I forget what what did what did they call it? You go to, to, into the box and you talk to the pre- preacher. Priest. The confession? Confessional. Yeah. yeah, confession. We never did that because that's not bad. No, that's kind of what it was. Yeah. You had to go down and pray, and then we're like, Yeah, you oh, didn't necessarily have what to. What did he do or it, she? Right. I mean, we sang that song. It wasn't until somebody gave their life to Christ because by that point, everybody in that church had already given their life to Christ. <laughs> we had no new guests coming in. Right. <laughs> that was a, okay, this week I did this and this and this. Oh, you're forgiven. All right, thanks. Yeah, thank you. And then we would stop singing finally. Finally, and you know, and you notice we always skip, you know, verse one, two, and four. Yeah, we always skip verse three. You know, because most of the time the verse three is about the Holy Spirit, right? And we don't want. In the Baptist, yeah, we're like, ooh, this is a, this is a sensitive topic, and we'll just uh, cut that Holy Spirit out of the service, out of the song. Right. I was um. Actually, as I, I which was, I mean, I'm kind of glad because I'm like, dang, I can't do four verses. Oh, just three. Okay, it's bearable now. <laughs> yeah, except for that last stanza or verse would just keep going on and on and on until somebody was like. And then there was those people that would go down, and you're like, "Golly, can you do this on your own time? We got places to go." Because <laughs> as soon as one person went up, it was like, a flood of people. Jennifer, every week you are going down. Can you just like do this before the service is over? Like, why do you have to wait till after the sermon? Yeah. <sighs> So Why didn't selfish. you do this on verse one of yeah. the hymnal? So selfish. It's Trying like, to get right with God. It's like you Sleeping. wait until the last, like the last sentence of the song, and then you walk down, and then of course he has to continue it while you're talking to the pastor. And so we're there even longer. So. And so okay, so the, this whole chapter just really, if if you want to know like more detail of what everybody did, you should. Get the book. I mean, we'll probably say this every week. It's a great, it's a great read, and um, but the theme of this chapter is every denomination or every period time period they had many adjustments that would they they would make to a service, but really no vital change in the actual service. Right and. And we still are doing that today. I mean, like you just said, ten years ago we weren't, we didn't have the flashy lights and stuff. We had some like, what are those called? Maybe you had a little fog. The shop lights. Oh yes. You know. Uh, yeah, those are so cool. What are those? The halogen lights? Is that what they called? Well, they're halogen lights now. Back then they weren't halogen lights. Yeah, they were really they were just hot. Shop lights. Yeah. Yeah, and so we have the that was our lighting. You know, and and we then, were really cool and on the edge. Yeah, and we had a djembe. 
and an acoustic guitar is all you needed for worship, you know. Right. And then now, like, we're continuing to make adjustments. We're continuing, like, if we make our music better, more people would want to come and listen to a boring sermon. Yeah, let's yeah. add a xylophone now. <laughs> yeah. And so um, if we have a better speaker, more people will come. You know, that's that's been a common theme still even today. We're trying to make minor adjustments that will really bring more people into our building. And that's – I don't think that's going to be the answer. And I think that is actually um, – you can kind of see the change a little bit. People people that – especially that are involved in planning the services, the worship leaders are real – you know, they're coming back to the like, oh, this – it's cool to have all these lights and stuff. But, man, it's, it's not – I mean, we see it on the horizon, but I don't really see it – you know, sweeping over the nation because it's working too well right now. Even in the mega churches, it's it's drawn. And a lot really, of what the mega churches are is just they're doing this new thing that people like. They're hip. Right? That are that are hip or that are new or I mean that are that's exciting. It's nice to invite somebody to a concert with a nice word of speaking to and and uh, you know you said that. That's actually one of the reasons Disciple is one of my favorite bands is because he would always kind of give a mini sermon at the end of his concerts. and I yeah. just loved that. And their music is amazing. They still play. I th- yeah. they. I uh, believe they released an album last year. Huh. It was really good. You should get it. So, unfortunately, neither the Catholics nor the Protestants were successful in changing uh, the the root of the service back to how it was. Uh, you know, they made all these fine-tuned adjustments. And it's kind of what this chapter was over is, you know, where it, it went from everybody was involved in the uh, sermon or in the message or in the service yeah. to, you know, one person is the central speaker. Uh, and everybody tried to put their own twist on it to how they thought it should be. But unfortunately no one was able to get it back. I re- I see that movement starting and happening. Matter of fact, uh, Frank Viola, Frankie, yeah. Frankie. Yeah. Your, your buddy, oh, Frankie. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> he talks about in the end of this chapter and read it, read the book because this was one of my favorite parts of the chapter was actually reading about this, uh, sermon or about this meeting that he went to um, and he it, it was this it was just a, a bunch of people they gathered together in someone's house they rejoiced they spontaneously prayed exhorted one another they and then you know people were reading scripture and talking about what God did in their lives that week and then somebody else would add to that that's kind of what the the early church was right yeah i mean if you think about it they didn't have paul's most of paul's writings yet unless he wrote them a letter to right. corinthians or whatever but right so yeah it was kind of just how where did you see god today you know what what did god speak to you today how did what did he show you today All right but the i mean the book even says this just because we are not doing it by the book you know the that church isn't being necessarily ran the way it was in acts doesn't mean that it's misguided you know it doesn't mean that just because our church 
has kind of come from pagan backgrounds or pagan things doesn't necessarily mean that we are all pagan churches, you know. Um, I mean, one of the examples, I mean, the days of our week and the months on our calendar are named after pagan gods. Yet, because we, because my birthday is in October, doesn't mean that now I'm a pagan person because I'm, I pay attention to the October calendar and I, I believe that my birthday is in October 14th. So, um, and my birthday is October 14th. So if you ever want to send me a present. <laughs> Jesse, your birthday's already passed by a month. I know. So if you want to backdate that, you know, belated present. Well, my birthday is coming up. And then you'll be as old as me, and then you can stop giving me the old jokes. Yep, but for now I'm younger, so we're going to stick with it. So the authors, they also suggest that the Protestant order of service renders the congregation to be mostly passive. Uh, and a lot of people, including myself, find it to be boring anymore. Well, and, but some of the major, bigger mega churches, they're making it not boring. Well, they're trying to, but I'm even bored with that. Yeah, I mean, I think if you listen to anybody talk for 40 minutes... You're going to get bored. I know. I want to – okay, so this book – Unless it's the Z's on sorry, and then, yeah, you're going to laugh the whole time. Somewhere in this book, you were talking about earlier, but it was saying you know, sermons last anywhere between 25, 20 and 45 – or 25 and 40 minutes. National average was 32 minutes. Yeah, I think that's bull. I want to find that 25-minute <laughs> church. <laughs> I don't think that exists. I think that they're just trying to be nice. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Live church, Craig Rochelle, what is he? He's about – 25 30 minutes typically i, don't I mean their their service is one hour long so they have 17 minutes i think is the exact number of time they play songs and then they have prayer and prayer offering announcements so i think it's right around 30 minutes nice which i've always liked live church maybe it's because of that i don't know yeah it does help that he's he isn't a really good speaker he is a great communicator do you think it's possible that an open open participatory church meeting provides some benefit to the Protestant order of worship? Or that the Protestant order of worship cannot? I think yes, but I also think that it can be misused with like anything. I agree. And so we could just show up and hang out and play games. My house church would love that if we just well, that's showed not, up and played Xbox games all night. That's not an open participatory. But what I'm meeting. saying is, if we met that way, then um, we're just kind of following the spirit. Or oh, what if the spirit's leading us to have fun and play games, and we'll play games. But I, I do think that if you did it right, um, if you don't abuse it, if you don't abuse it, then I, I do think it'll help. I do think that just discussing the verses, you know, and and edifying each other, I think, is important. I mean, it's nice to hear one person lay it on the line for you. And, and even sometimes, like at our house church, I kind of try to do that, where I want them to kind of give me the answers. And I don't have, like, any answers. Scripted answers. Yeah, right. scripted answers. But at the same time, it's like, what if we're wrong? It's nice to have somebody kind of... Who knows who, a little more. Yeah, who went to... Yeah, knows school. a little bit more, went to school for it or whatever, just to kind of help guide us. Because what if we all decide that Jesus is not right, and but nobody's there to say 
Wait Whoa, a minute. Come back. Come back now. You know, right. so I understand that. And I've often thought about that during house church. I've often thought, you know, while we're talking, like, is this really what it means or are we just way off track? Well, and I've heard people like give an answer. And one of the rules in our house church is taken from the, I can't remember what church that actually started it, but they, um, can't we can't really correct somebody, which I correct. I but, correct all the time. Um, I, I because I, you, you would have people, you know, I think I was one house church where it was like, you know, well, Muslims pretty much the same as Christianity. No, and we're, and it was like, I can't let that go. <laughs> I am sorry. But I didn't like get mad. I was just like, well, no, here's the differences. Uh, here's the major differences. So this is odd. That happened in your house church, right? Is that what you're saying? No, that didn't happen in my oh, house okay. church. But it was a friend's house church. Yeah, that happened at my house church. But I didn't tell you that story. Well, yeah, it wasn't you. Really? Yeah. Was it my house church? No. Really? So that happened. That same conversation came up at two house churches. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, so those kind of things happen. Obviously, if it happened yeah. in two different house churches and two different people settings in there, then yeah. But and now, but in my house church, I wasn't there, but it was still they still set the record straight. Right. Probably better I wasn't there. <laughs> You'd have been like, listen, I've been to Afghanistan. I seen Muslims, and that's not the same. Right. It is. <laughs> Nowhere near the same. Nowhere in, in our spiritual book, the Bible, does it tell us to go kill unbelievers. Sorry. The Protestant order of worship is about 500 years old and has really undergone little change since its inception. Do you think that there's any value in experimenting with new forms of Christian worship in our day today? I, yes. I mean, I, I, yes. I kind of think that we're already doing this. We're always experimenting and tweaking our services and trying to find new ways to reach unbelievers and maybe not to make it so boring even for those who attend every week. I mean, I, yes, I, I think there is value in experimenting with it. I would love to go back to this open participatory style and try that out, actually. Yeah, well, we can just go to China. I mean, that's pretty much it in China is the house church open or we could just do it here. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the money to fly to China. Where's Frank Viola's church? Let's go to. Let's just show up at his house one day. All right. Hey Frank, Frankie, giving you, giving Frank, you a shout out here. Frankie, we're you. Yeah, we want to come to your house and do one of your open participatory meetings. Or you can come to my house. That's fine. We'll have you on the show. Yeah. Uh, do that too. Let's wrap this up, Dusty. Okay, so what did we learn? We learned that the church is constantly trying to make it more relevant to people, and, but in doing, but we're we're making it more relevant on the service and not necessarily on God. Well, that's not what I was going to say. I wasn't going to say God, but it's not relevant as far as biblical you principles, know, principles, and, and ideas. What Jesus started. I mean, Jesus could have built a temple, but no, he didn't do that. No, he was the temple. He was the temple. And so. And we are called to be Christ like, so therefore we are the temple. Right. Our body's the temple. My body is the temple. That's not even a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can make. Hey, uh, actually, you know, talking about that. Your body? 
Well, your song that you were just making, oh. you know, that Frank Frankie's house church or church meeting, uh, it was talking about how a woman just made up a song and everybody started singing with her. I wanted to know this song that she made up. How did everybody know the words <laughs> to it? You know, you know that uh, Drake song used to call me on my cell phone. Sorry, I don't. No. Oh. Anyways, I saw a video of this uh, church that they basically rewrote it. You know, I always call you when I need you. <laughs> Lord, you always hear my prayer. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my god. And but they were really into it. People that post those videos, they don't realize we're kind of laughing at you. We don't think this is awesome. There's a video of a drummer that plays uh, um, that song "Oceans" by Hillsong. Oh yeah, and it's like it's like I think if you just if you type in YouTube like "best drummer Oceans" or something like that, it'll pop up and it's like you know really soft. And then you got this guy come in with the drums on the electric drum set and it's like and it's just like oh my gosh, this is he probably posted that because I mean that is he. He probably thought, man, this is really awesome. And then, or somebody from the sound booth posted it because they were just so annoyed with the drummer. One of those two things happened. That's way off topic. Just, just little. All right. So next week, it's the sermon. The sermon. We get to finally talk about the sermon and kind of how it came about, how it was structured, and who. So tune in. Hope you enjoy. Have a good week, guys. Bible Belt.